this road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. Hey, guys, this is Gabe for our newest sponsor. And this one I'm very fond of because I came up with it. This has been a passion project of mine. Yep, it's an energy drink. Sure, there's a lot of energy drinks out there that taste great. But there's one problem. What is in them? Nobody knows. They're not good for you. Well, that's not a problem with my new energy drink because I make it right in my own garage, and you can come over and help. We are 100% transparent about our process. This is how it works. We have an elevated, graded steel platform that you just come over and walk your animal right on top of. Pull the lever and say goodbye and watch a 2,000 pounds of hydraulic pressure come down and humanely eliminate that animal and unleash proteins, vitamins, minerals, all that good stuff that you need to get through your day. Where does it go? It drops into a series of gutters beneath that you get to watch run down and end in a one-gallon mason jar. We fill it to the top. I call it dog juice. Dog juice. Man's best friend. Man's best energy drink. Get over here, you mutt guzzlers. This is totally unfiltered, 100% organic, cage-free, and the most humane way, really, to end their life. Dog juice. It's the most loyal energy drink on the market and the only energy drink that has all that good stuff for you to have the energy of a Labrador to take on your day. Come down and get a glass today. All right, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Profession Confession. As always, we want to thank you for joining. It is me, Tevin Pittman, a.k.a. The Brown Bomber, and this week we have a sniper episode for you guys. It'll actually be a two-parter. We'll release the second one uh, probably in a couple days, if not for sure by next week. We, uh, yeah, this isn't your stereotypical macho army ranger sniper type of guy. He is, uh, well, we, we met him at a leather bar. And by we, I mean Gabe. And the gentleman was wearing thigh-high boots. I didn't get the invite. Gabe went solo on this one. But yeah, he uh, he was in the army under "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." He and we get into that as well. He has phenomenal stories about his favorite headshot, hunting down terrorists. He really has done it all in his life story outside of the army, before the army, and after the army, were just as jaw dropping and shocking as some of the stuff that he saw overseas in war, and so. I think you guys are really going to like this. If you guys liked the episode we did with the Special Forces, I would say the stories rival that, and if not, even more jaw-dropping. One thing that was you'll hear in the podcast is it was really hard for us initially to get him to kind of open up as to how he felt while doing all of this this work overseas and how it felt to, to take someone's life and to shoot somebody from a 1,000 meters away. But I think by the end, he really did open up, and especially in part two, and we get down to the the crux of what made him tick and what uh, what kind of drove him and met, led him down the direction that he took. And it's an incredible overall life story that I think you guys will definitely enjoy. And on this episode is the very familiar voice of Chris Maddox. He's done many other shows. We always love having him on with us. Um, so yeah, you guys will definitely enjoy the show. As always, let us know what you think of the show. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, at Gabe Noah Podcast. We've got a lot of great stuff in the pipeline working. We've uh, ran into a few snags, had some some technical difficulties, computers crashing, new studio glitches that we're trying to work out, um, getting our film and construction people all together in our new space. But we are excited to announce we're doing a little behind-the-scenes documentary for Sex Fest. If you remember the Swinger episode that we did, we've, we are going to Sex Fest Friday and Saturday March 30th and 31st at the Hyatt Regency Hotel downtown Minneapolis. We're excited to go in there and, and film and and kind of get a behind-the-scenes look at that whole lifestyle. So if you haven't got tickets already, you can go to swingersexfest.com or contact the Hyatt Regency uh, 
through their website or via phone and get tickets. They got different packages for different rooms and, and all that good stuff. There's a VIP orgy room, a dungeon room, lube wrestling, uh, you name it, they got it. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, well, that's enough rambling for me for now. So without further ado, enjoy this week's episode with The Sniper. My first kill, I, kill, I was uh, doing security at a checkpoint. We took fire from a house across the way, and I unleashed about 100 rounds of 50 cal into it. So, like, 50 cal, like, on the Jeep 50 cal? Or? Yeah, 50 yeah. caliber uh, Modus machine gun. Uh, mounted on the top of a Humvee. That's when you were just regular. Yeah, that was like, when I was infantry. Right. Uh, shit. Shit. <laughs> you dude. didn't carry around a fifty caliber <laughs> sniper. Fuck, no. Right. Well, you do carry around a fifty caliber. Right. Oh, one oh seven. It's a fifty caliber sniper rifle. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. It's the same ammo, just one round at a time. Okay. What? <laughs> um. So first guy you killed, you shot back at the house, and then like, how how do you know that it? Kill them? How do you? All because that stuff? Uh, a dismounted patrol went and secured the premises, and there was three uh, bad guys in there. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. What was the reason for almost said a racism? Sorry. Oh, what What's was that? Almost said a racism. Sorry. Oh, it's. I mean, it's whatever. Haji is that? What you're yeah, gonna I was going to say okay. Haj. I don't think people here take it that way. That's the worst part. But no, not yeah. at all. They just think that's what you call people terrorists. Right. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to explain why, why that's racist? Well, it's because they use it as such a term of endearment. A person, a haji or a hajia if they're female, is someone that's made it to Mecca, the holy pilgrimage and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they're hajis. Like mm-hmm. in their own Muslim world, they call each other haji if they've made the haj. Yeah. Right. That's their word. Yeah, it's their word. Okay, and you mm-hmm. just ruined it for him. And we just fucked it up for him. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so do you remember the like exact reason that you went into that, uh, you surrounded that particular house? Uh, like I said, we Without were a at a checkpoint, oh, and I took rounds. As the gunner, I just turned my turret and let loose. Were you nervous when you were starting to shoot? Like, I mean, every time you shot for the first... Eight times, are you nervous, kind of? Dude, I was in the, like, I wasn't even in the turret at this point. Uh-huh. I was turning the turret and, like, hands over my head, like, just shooting the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Is is it, you know, when you look back on war, like, telling a story like that, how, how much of people in war are just, like, how many of those boys, young men, whatever, are just fucking so overmatched by the situation? Like, you know, do you view it as an even uglier thing than what... It maybe is? No, I no? don't. Okay. You're shooting at me, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yes. You swing at me, I'm going to fucking swing back and probably break my hand on your face. Yeah, yeah. but you might be hiding in the turret with a gun. Oh, yeah, yeah right, no, right. no, no, like, yeah. no. Like, I'm totally the first one to hit the deck and roll under a truck. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why you're here talking. But, but I guess what I'm wondering is, is, you know, we're sending people into war who are that, like, like I guess I thought... Everyone is so highly trained that you just snap to and you do your job exactly. How often do you think people are doing shit like that where they're hanging their gun around the corner of a Humvee like, oh, I don't know. At least 50% of the time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, and is that, like, are the guys on the other side doing that shit the same oh, way? Oh, yeah. Yo, what we call, what Hodge, when Hodge shoots at us, we mm-hmm. call it prey and spray. Okay. Because they are literally, like, ducked down behind a wall, gun over their head, just shooting rounds, hoping they hit something. Do you ever, like, almost feel bad for them, like, when they're... I do. Yeah. And I kind of get why there was such an insurgency in Iraq. Okay. Imagine if Russia, just random country, invaded the United States. How, how many rednecks do you think would be out there causing fucking destruction? Yeah. Right? Right? Oh, like, yeah. yeah right? Don't tread on My us. whole family. My, yeah. All the rednecks yeah. in Wisconsin. But you feel me, though. Like, how yeah. many how many Americans would be out there planting roadside bombs? Absolutely. Sniping the, or, you know, shooting these motherfuckers when they could. Yeah. Like, I, under, I understood the insurgency. Like, yep. we were there invading their country. Like, Saddam was a prick. Yeah, I get it. That's why we got him out. But, like, look at the fallout. ISIS, all yeah. this other shit that's gone on down there. It's pretty clear you know? he was keeping order over he there. He was. Right. However, he did that, but um, I just wish Uday would have got a chance to run it. So there's, there's a, it's called uh, posturing, um, but like I guess with with each war it goes in in the Civil War. There's a, a lot like 
a, a crazy amount of people were posturing that is shooting over people's heads when mm-hmm. they were in war. They found all these guns that had not either not been fired. Oh, yeah. And with each war, they find that it goes, the amount of posturing goes down. Um, really? Because you're saying the prey and spray, but they're still trying to hit people. They're not. Right, right. Now, us in the Civil War is a different story because you got neighbors shooting at neighbors. You got cousins shooting at cousins. That's I mean, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm from rural part of a southern state. Like, my state was not blue and it was not red. Uh-huh. So, like, we literally, like, did not succeed from the country, but we still had a good amount of rebels. Mm-hmm. Right. Did, um, did you ever, you know, especially as someone you can talk from either part of your experience, did you ever maybe shoot but, like, deliberately not hit someone because... No. no? Anytime I shot, I was trying to kill something. Okay. It may not be like me looking at the target, but I'm trying to get in that general direction and hope I hit them. You want to stop yeah. the shooting. Right. I want to stop getting shot at. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. You never had a situation like, I can't remember what movie. It was Hurt Locker or whatever, but where it was a sniper and someone's walking with a bomb or something. He's like, oh, you know, don't keep coming. Don't keep coming. I, I can't remember what the fuck it was, but it was very dramatic. You, nah, you, you never had that motherfucker the pink like mist. Yeah. The pink mist. That is a super brutal fucking term. Just super brutal. Um, what's the first person you killed that you saw die? And, and, and I guess, so, before we talked about this, you seemed very um, cool with this, and now I'm sensing that, that this stuff does bother you, you know, more, which is, is human. I'm not saying that it should. Like, it should, you know. That's a good sign of health, I think. But does it? You know, how do you rate this? Is this hard to talk about? It's a little difficult. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, it should be. So I'm sorry. I'll be less. Uh, no, no, no. It's good. It's good. I've got thick skin. Yeah. Well, I don't want to test it. <laughs> I don't want to test it to its limit either. Yeah. I can't re-break my hand. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to get hit. I wasn't <laughs> trying to test that. And, and obviously let us know, but, but that's the stuff that, of course, you're curious about is the feeling. I got, um, well, I got shot at when I was, when I was very young, a, a hunter thing. Uh, we still don't know what they were doing, poaching or whatever, but I was dragging a piece of plywood through some brush. And I just watched two old men in a boat that I thought were duck hunting, but turned and like, I'm pulling the, the plywood through the brush, and it was clear. They go, oh, something's moving. And I'm like, are they looking at me? And I look back at them, and you just see a man, you know, level his rifle. I mean, wow. right at me. And I mean, to where, and I just froze, and you're in disbelief. Like, he's not going to shoot. And sure enough, he shot, and it hit, you know, there was, I don't know if it hit the tree. That's probably my dramatic. But I, I felt the shit behind me, you know, mm-hmm. kind of. Go and I dr- hit the deck and just like, you know, I was very young, let's say seven or eight or whatever. And I just stop shooting at me. <laughs> and those guys just like, I mean, you could, it was panic and they started their boat motor and just tore off. Oh, good guys. Oh, and I, oh right? yeah. And I belly crawled home like a half a mile or a quarter <laughs> mile. I mean, <laughs> paralyzed with fear. And now you think, what is, what is your son? It like, what, my kid? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, oh, I think he's around my. I want to say six. Yeah, yeah six. Yeah. So I was gonna say, like, you imagine him getting shot at and crawling home on his stomach for <laughs> whatever. Not like, every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's. I can think of it, and it was terrifying. I was a little boy, of course, but it's such an intense situation. We just had the um, a police hostage negotiator, and he was talking about a time when he pointed his gun and he depressed the first part of the trigger or whatever. Just how that was intense or whatever because he hadn't done that before um when does any of it get normalized it never gets normalized okay really yeah and for those like chris kyle assholes out there Uh they're batshit fucking crazy and probably lying to you yeah Yeah. did you cry after you would you would pink miss people (laughs) (laughs) uh no the crying didn't come until shit a few years ago okay like after the military when you were in it, were you so were you gung ho when you were in the military? Would you More say? so, yeah, okay. totally. And if you were in the military and you bring up like 
hey guys, you know, boy, I, I feel really shitty about that thing. Is is the culture at all accepting or understanding of that? No, you got to be a it, bad motherfucker every right. step of the way. Okay. Because, you know, I would imagine people don't even want to hear that stuff because then they have to be vulnerable. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no once too many people start doing that, then, shit then, will fall apart. Right. Exactly. And you got these guys that have been in, you know, 15, 20 years longer than you. Yeah, I don't want to hear you. Know, shit. Who were in the first Iraq war. And here we are, second Iraq war. Yeah. 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 What do they do, though, when you see... Because there must be people, you know, very often who are who are overwhelmed by it and can't deal with it. Do you see those guys, you know, walking through where you're like, oh, man. Like, you know, you, I guess, is there a place for them to get help? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. There's totally places. Um, You can be like... You can be secret scroll, go see the chaplain, the chaplain's assistant. One of my best friends still to this day is a chaplain's assistant. And okay. you just bounce it off them. Yeah. And I'm not trying to get and help. Because they're, I don't know why I'm this concerned. And because it. they have clergy, because they're clergy technically. Yeah. Like they can't say shit unless you're like harmful to yourself or someone else. Okay. Do you. Okay, first guys you killed were in the house. How about the first one you saw? Did we talk about Uh First one that I saw, I was on guard duty on our FOB, and a vehicle tried to run through the serpentine zigzaggy entryway into the base, and I let loose with my 240 and shot the guy. Who's the driver? Uh, some military-aged male. I think he was like 25, 30. Uh, he had an AK on the front seat. Okay. Do you go, you know, do you go look, you know, did you fixate on it? Did you ignore it? Did you, you know, or try not to, or how? I looked. Yeah. I went and checked it out. Obviously I had to make sure the dude was dead. It was a bloody mess. Was it just you and someone else that, you know, Uh, it it was me and about eight other people that went and like secured the vehicle until another company would come and just one it. guy trying to go it alone yep. and yeah lone wolf that you. shit huh it's like a suicide mission well there was another time we were at our uh, battle position in the city it was this big ass house you'd consider it a mansion here in the states but it was this big ass house barely on the outskirts of the city uh during the invasion um the, the army commandeered it from whoever the hell owned it like, really nice house holy shit this thing was nice and they, we commandeered it and built a big berm around the entire premises, and that was our battle position in the city. Mm. Um, there was a time back in, shit, 07, that two dudes in a dump truck full of explosives tried to run the gate. Yeah. Um, AT4s, which are rocket launchers, um, three, three or four of those were shot at them and shit tons of 50 and small arms rounds. Hmm. But there was probably, fuck, five, ten tons worth of explosives in the back of this truck trying to ram this small outpost with, like, 30 guys. Yeah. Right. Did, did um, back to the, well, whatever, killing type things, because I just think of that, how brutal that must be. And is there a protocol at all that when you're the one who takes the shot, and I know a lot of times everyone is shooting and stuff like that, but... When you know that you killed the person, is it an unsaid thing at all to go like, hey, you don't have to go up and walk up and look at the thing like we'll take this? Is is there anything like that? No, because we are the most well-trained military in the world. Yeah. Just because us as an individual does something doesn't mean that the mission has stopped. Right. Right. Like Like that dump truck, for example, right? Everybody laid waste to that thing. Yeah. Everybody went up and checked out the damage and assess the situation probably partly because you don't know if it's over you don't yeah you don't know yeah yeah this is this very well could have been like the first truck there may have been you know two more down the road getting ready to ram it after that one because maybe that truck was just there to blow the berm maybe another truck would have came to burn the you know blow the house maybe there's a guy crouched on the floor and you never know how many years or whatever years tours however you measure that time were you before you became a sniper, and how did that happen? I did a tour. Okay. And a tour um, is how long? Well, it depends. Okay. Anywhere from eight months to, um, I think the longest I've ever seen was 20. Okay. Uh, my first tour was 15. Okay. Under then, good old W. Mm-hmm. And how was that, that tour for you? 
chaotic, hectic. Um, I actually felt more alive and more comfortable with me being a human being than I ever had in my life. Okay. Because you, because of your past? Because of my past, yeah. Okay. And do you mind talking about that, or have we had enough uh, cocktails yet? Not yet? Um, no, it's fine if, if, you, if you don't want to. But um, it, it is, it's obviously relevant for your situation just yeah. because of what a fucking... What a shit show? Shit show you came from, and then that you are here today as a uh, relatively stable person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full-time job, make good money. Yeah, I'd say that's... Drive a new car. Yeah, I'd say that's a stable person. Got me beat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really does. Um, I said that. Yeah, no, I know, I'm just agreeing with you. Um, what? So the first tour, was that... Is there one of your tours that was the most violent, most scary, most hectic, or most peaceful, or, you know, whatever? How do they... You did three? I did three in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. Okay. Do they, you know, I don't know, how, how, how do those all strike you? They were all brutally violent. Okay. Huh. What? Um... Uh, the most peaceful would probably have been the surge. Oh, really? And that was even fucking brutally violent. But it was brutally violent with a mission. This was after I had gone to sniper school. So when I got back to my battalion, I was the designated marksman. Mm-hmm. And... You know, anytime we'd get mortared, they'd go set me up in an OP, uh, Overwatch position, and I'd wait for them to come back the next day, and I'd, I'd eliminate this situation. So, okay, so this is when, this is before sniper school? That's what a designated marksman is? Kind of, but this was also after sniper school. Okay. All right. So... And would you get set up in the OP? Is there a, I'm guessing you have a spotter with you as well? Absolutely, was it always yeah. the same spotter? Like you guys had a good Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me, always me and one of the, me and my dude. Like, okay. So tell us how you became a sniper then. And I mean, I guess what I'm wondering is uh, someone saw you that you could shoot. Was it just on the range or were you getting a reputation for it in battle? Like, was uh, there a shot that you made where you went like, where, where like other people noticed? Uh, no, it was mostly on the range, and then um, just because I could pick off targets, they're like, "Oh, you might make a good, you know." Yeah, a good sniper. Yeah, and then after I went to sniper school and I got designated marksman and all that good stuff, it it worked. It worked well. Were you over? Um, because uh, I'd imagine your self esteem stuff was obviously not in a great spot. Maybe when you started, right? Was sn- so being told you could be a sniper, was that something that you immediately latched onto as an identity thing? I liked it. Yeah. I liked the thought of it. Because, yeah. like I said, like there was eight people out of 60 that graduated my class. Like That's, that's pretty fucking... For sure. Yeah. Like, Time of class. So yeah. You're best of the best. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I was still bottom of the graduating people. Like I was like <laughs> fucking bare minimum you squeaked didn't have to in say that. by Don't the beat yourself up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just edit that part out, but yeah. <laughs> what uh, um, I view snipers or think of them as a highly elite thing. I mean, are they? Like, I mean, how are snipers viewed in the military? They're badass. Okay. How about... Well, um, you go out with one other dude. Yeah. And you sit out in an Overwatch position, taking out a high-value target. Right. Or just some asshole trying to kill your buddies. Like... It's you and one other dude. If shit hits the fan, it is literally you and the guy beside you while you're trying to hump this 40-pound fucking rifle Yeah, and get your ass out of there or stay in defense. Like, it's you and That's one other terrifying. dude. terrifying. Do they give you cyanide or something no, like that? No. They don't? No, but you keep that last bullet for... by yourself. But you keep that last bullet for yourself. That's a long gun to fucking shoot yourself. Oh, you have an sec- M9. You have a sidearm. Oh, okay, there you go. You keep that last round for yourself. Did you ever think you'd have to use that? No. Really? Yeah. What, um, how, how many sniper missions now, when I say sniper mission, I mean like in the movie sense where it's like, this is your target, go get this guy kind of thing. Did you ever Probably have something like that? Probably two. Really? Probably legitimately two like movie scenario, like you're going after this guy. Really? And, yeah. And so from our previous military episode we did, we learned that they assigned cards to the value of like high targets. Like oh, what yeah. was the highest card that you ever went after? In those. Uh, a jack. That's pretty fucking high. Can you say who? I cannot. 
Okay. Um, Is there any damn like, it. It's no Saddam. It's <laughs> no Hussein. It's no Chemical Ali. He's like. still a jack. Yeah, that's that's. Can high. you tell us about this scenario a little bit? You know that we can be, um, like, were you in a city looking for him where he was going to work, or you know, not that he had a job, <laughs> like a day job, but you know what I mean, like, or was it out at his compound? Were you trying to creep up on his compound in the country, or can you say any of that kind of stuff? Uh, we were chasing goat a ghost for probably eight months like they would be like oh he's going to be here tomorrow because we did human intelligence and be like you know people calling in to oh, okay i mean like yeah i know we're you're looking for this dude he's got a you know something going on at his brother's compound tomorrow and then i'd go sit in an op and like piss on myself for 48 hours and dude never showed and then for the longest time we swore to god that it was it was our military intelligence guys, like, just making shit up. So would you really sit in one position and piss on yourself oh, yeah. for two days? So you can't exactly just stand up and piss on yourself? Right, right, right. No, no, when you get down, when you get down, you dig a little <laughs> trench. Like, when they when they insert you, you dig a little trench. That way it goes away from you, and you unzip, and you let you lay your dick in the dirt for a day. Okay. Is that day one of sniper school they teach you? <laughs> I mean, something you, you pick up as you go. <laughs> Because you could piss on yourself and then it'd be all over you and you'd be yeah. wet and smelling like piss yeah. or you dig a little slit trench and it kind of goes away from you at least, you know? How's your aim in that area? It's pretty good. Eh, meh. <laughs> Not as good. <coughs> what is your, you know, I, I guess so with those, you're going out to fields and whatever. I mean, how does a typical hunt go? We'll call it a hunt, but I've done deer hunting, for instance. You walk in at, Four in the morning when it's dark, you make your position kind of, you know, you don't dig, dig a piss trench, but you do your, your things like your preps. I mean, you'd get super excited or nervous when you'd think the deer is coming in. I mean, was it really exciting in that way? Well, most of the time we were just trying to catch like mortarmen, like guys that would set up in okay. the same position every, every couple of days and mortar a base. And like we set up a position and wait for them to show up. And then, you know, pink mist. Did they, <laughs> did they ever, um, um, let's see, like, was there ever a sniper that you had to hunt? No. No. Did you ever get a reputation among the, <laughs> the locals as, like, white devil or so, white death? Or, I know? wish. I the wish I could have been God. the fucking white devil. How would you know? Right, right. not conversing with him down at the bar after he. Oh, what do you right? think? They get no village. fucking. Did I fucking bring you guys out here to fucking be a so, goddamn so, counterpoint? So I don't want to glaze over this. The So the face card that you went after for eight months before finally getting, what was the moment when you finally got him and it's like, okay, well, now we know our intelligence paid off. What was what was that day like? He went to a cousin's wedding. I mean, that was the human that we got, human intelligence. That was the human that we got. And I was so disenfranchised with this whole fucking thing by this point because it had been eight months of me, like, sitting there for two days, like, just hot as shit, middle of the fucking Iraqi desert. Like, it gets to be, eight like, a hundred. It gets to be 100 degrees here in Minnesota. It's 120 there. Yeah. And you're in fucking full kit, Ugh. just laying in the sun, drinking your fucking little water and stuff. Like, it sucks. And it's like, man, I don't even want to be here anymore. And then, like, the motherfucker shows up, and you're like, oh, score. <laughs> What were you doing? So when he showed up, were you, <laughs> were you totally ready? <laughs> were no, you like, no. I was like, I was, I was so disenfranchised with the whole situation. I'm like, man, these motherfuckers got out, got me out here chasing nothing. Yeah. Chasing nothing. It'd been eight months. Every time they sent us out, never saw him or any of his entourage. And then we finally see him. I'm like, what was this guy's is deal? It, what did he do? Uh, he was part of. <laughs> You remember when they mustard gassed the Kurds back in the 80s? Well, I don't know if you remember that, but I'm, I, <laughs> Were you there? I, I, I don't know if you're old enough. I believe it's true. Right. But like they must they, they gassed the Kurds in northern Iraq back in the 80s, killing thousands of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like history. That's the one that they said Saddam gassed his own people. Yep. Iraq. Yep. Okay, yep. Yep. So this was a dude See? that was part of the chemical weapons program and like super sneaky motherfucker. Like. Could not find him. All our humid was bad. All our hard info, everything. It took us eight months. Like, and this was just eight months of my tour being there for us to get him. Was he, was he the Jack? Yeah. No. 
So when it was, um, again, I, I just have to bring this back to deer hunting for me, but when you're sitting there looking for something and for, for oftentimes it'll be like daybreak or, or at dusk and when you see it, you can't believe you're seeing it almost. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause day. it's like, I've been waiting for this shit all day. Were you doubting yourself or months. how did you know, you know, for, because you're going to kill, you know, whatever it is when you make the choice. You know, how do you confirm that your spotter just says it, or what were you looking for? Well, I'm looking at him through my scope. Uh-huh. My spotter's looking at him through his binos. I'm like, yo, I think this is the dude. He's like, it's the dude. Right. All right, I'm going to take the shot. Take the shot. I got it. How far away were you? 1,400 yards. 14, holy Damn. shit. Holy shit. That's, that's a- Fucking fifty cal. It's not like you're right, shooting, right. But it's still, not like you're shooting a, a fucking five five six. Let us be impressed. Right. All right? What? For, okay. Were you on the ground or were you high? Or I was elevated. You were elevated. Was this the kind of so that's a high value target? Were you at all worried about? I don't know about giving your position, or all of a sudden everyone looks and <laughs> get them. No, because the motherfuckers had exploded, and they were worried that there was like. Tons of troops in the area, so they all got in their little Toyota Hiluxes and hightailed it out of there. Um, in a sniper scope, something that powerful, do you, so you see your pink mist, I guess, like in a 30 out 6 shitty scope or whatever I have, it's just the thing disappears from the scope. You don't really yeah. see what happens, I guess. Is that... Well, it's not that your 30 out 6 has a city scope. <laughs> it's that it's not a 50 cal going through a dude's head. Okay. It doesn't have pink mist. Yeah. Yeah. Darn it. And are you always, so you say his head exploded? Are they, do they teach you always take, try to take the headshot or is it like aim it's center chest? Mass. Center mass. Center okay. mass. Because the 50 cal is so big mm-hmm. that it's going to rip it's through. Gonna, oh, it's going to totally rip through. Huh. What, um, are you nervous as shit as you're taking the shot or are you really good at well, I don't, what your talent is? I don't want to miss and give away my position. I'd rather right. kill the dude, scare the shit out of everybody around him and not get shot back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. just, yeah, I guess I, you know, it was more for me about the moment of the hunt and that, um, I just thought, I don't know if it was hard to quell your excitement, your nerves or whatever, as it was going on. Nah, no, I'm, I'm, go to your training. Yeah. Go to my training and that, and I've always been pretty laid back. And then you do the thing like, like uh, in a Chevy commercial where you jump up and down afterward. And Fuck like no! You high five. You your... lay down and hope no one comes oh. for you, man. Oh, okay. I wouldn't do that, but how do they? You know, you got to celebrate too. You do that when you get back to the base. How do you get back to the base in a thing like that? Because I would imagine you were. You, get, um, you have to not wait close to your you, base. You have to sure. wait and get exfiltrated. Like you got to wait for a bird to come pick you up, and but you want to make sure there's not a bot. A tray you? A what? Never-ending story Never ending joke. Story. Oh, yeah. And, but you want to make sure there's not a bunch of Hajis in the area that's going to try and shoot at your ass. Yeah. Um. And you said it was a wedding. Were they were they all packing at the wedding, too? Oh, yeah. Did you say any wedding um, jokes before you pulled the trigger? Like, <laughs> like, no. yeah, I, I got I've, an objection yeah. to this. Uh, Actually, I you I don't. <laughs> Actually, I, <laughs> right? No, I wish I was that cool, but... I'm not. I say, and when you before you pull the trigger, like so after, like you start racking up kills, do you get like a swagger about you where you look at your spotter and like <laughs> so should I shoot him in the head or should I shoot him in the chest? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Call your shot. Actually, can we just do more lines for a while? Yeah. What, <laughs> right. what are the? Uh, yeah. Are there any good sniper jokes that you've heard? Like if someone's saying something before <laughs> yeah. he makes a kill. A good no. sniper joke. I would think you'd I've make a fucking. I've never heard a good sniper joke. <laughs> no. How does that not become a cultural thing of someone? Yeah. Like, at least, like, your trademarks, something even you say after you kill them. See, I don't want to shoot anyone, but I only want to think of lines. There's got to be some crossover. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be a guy who wants to think of lines and do it. You could be the third guy in the blind. <laughs> <laughs> the spotter. Go, in my writer. We do need some kind Take of Take the relief. shot. Chris, hit him with the line. <laughs> right? Always room for comic relief. Mm-hmm. One billion and one served when he killed Ray Kroc. Yeah. <laughs> See? 
Nice day for a red wedding. Oh, see, he's yeah. full of these. Wow, he's that, been caught up with probably the best you one found yet. What I was born no, 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 I don't. Was was the best? I think. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't really talk. I like actually. I don't. No, I'm pretty you sure. The, I'm pretty sure the only thing I thought of when I saw that motherfucker was about time. Yeah, <laughs> and that would be cool if you were at a at a clock shop. <laughs> Do you right. have any – so from the movies, my understanding is the sniper's laying down on his belly. He's got the gun looking through the scope. The spotter is up a little bit higher. He's got the, the scope on the stick. Um, <laughs> what do you guys – so then do you, like, shoot and you lay down in the dirt and face each other and smile? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little fist bump. Little fist bump. Do you? Yeah. Quiet one. Quiet fist bump. And then you just slowly pee into the dirt right underneath <laughs> you. Have you ever – have you ever uh, shot someone while peeing? I have not, actually. Okay. I didn't think so. That's worth, that's worth asking. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever shot anyone thanks for being in honest. a deliberately painful spot? <laughs> no. Like no, like, you, the, like the pelvis? No no, no, no. I've never shot anybody in their dick, if that's what you're getting No, at. I actually meant the pelvis. I think just shoot. Like shattering someone's pelvis. He did it in a non-painful spot, like the head. Yeah. Right, right. No, I don't want to have to shoot you more than once. Yeah. Oh. I was like, because what's, oh. what's the saying? Like, if you hear the sniper shot, then he wasn't aiming at you? Yep. Oh. Is that true? That is true. <laughs> Did you just make that up? No, no, that is a no, true right, statement. Yeah. yeah. If you heard the sniper shot, he wasn't aiming for you. Right. What is the most you ever shot at one target? One. Okay. So you've never you missed? one kill. Nope. Really? You've never missed? Not as a sniper. As a designated marksman, I missed, but not as a sniper. What was the designated marksman miss? Laying in an OP waiting for uh, these guys to show up to mortar the base. And I missed. And then I reshot really quick and shot the dude in the face. All right. Congratulations. What was the <laughs> – what? how far was the miss away? And you just run up 50 more steps? <laughs> 800 yards. Okay. It was my first designated marksman. OP. So that was your first sniper. Yeah. I mean, essentially your first sniper, sniper light. Shot. Okay. Sniper beta, if you will. Yep. And you missed. And I missed. I got excited. Okay. Is that why? Like, did you just squeeze early? Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. Premature. Uh, mm-hmm. Premature detonation. Yeah. You came to. <laughs> <laughs> Not till the second shot. Ah yeah yeah. That's what, that's what the fourth guy does. <laughs> so no urination, but you have come. <laughs> I have gotten hard. Are there any... This is You a, have to to come. We, <laughs> we have such a, a fun mood now going that I hate to darken it with this, but are there any that... <laughs> are there... No, come on. Are there any that... I don't know. Are there any shots that you made that stick out to you, that haunt you, that whatever? They all haunt me. Really? Yeah. One that totally sticks out to me was I was pissed off because this was day three of waiting for these guys to mortar our fob. And I'm laying in this OP. We're about 800 yards away. And these dudes show up in this pickup truck. Toyota Hilux. I will never drive a Toyota. Fuck you, Toyota. Um, these dudes show up in a Toyota Hilux, they get out, they set up their mortar position. The dude gets out of the driver's seat of the truck, gets, reaches into the back into a cooler. Mind you, day three, September, Iraq, 120 degree weather, laying out there for three days. This motherfucker reaches into the cooler and pulls out an ice cold Pepsi. Uh-huh. And you shot the Pepsi? No. Oh. I waited for him to crack it and put it to his lips. Before he was able to take a drink, pink mist. Really? That's so you have hog. done some fucking that's, yeah. yeah. That's you are the finger of God. <laughs> that still would have been a better commercial for Pepsi than the Kylie Jenner <laughs> one. than the Jenner shit, yeah. right? How are they even still a thing? Mm-hmm. I, I don't <laughs> like. How are they still? No, a that thing? would have been a better Ooh, commercial for the... Coke. Right. Pepsi, you mean? Right. Yeah, well, no, not Pepsi. No, the fucking whole Kardashian Jenner thing. How is that still a That's thing? What Why did you fighting shoot for? them? Oh, anyway, Pepsi. Yeah, was there any other? Is that the only? No, that, that's like, a jokey shot that you. Yeah, took? that's 
probably the most jokey shot I've got. Okay. I was super pissed. I've been drinking piss warm water out of a camel back. And, How, and like this dude opens mm-hmm. his Pepsi and you see that little yeah. refreshing. It's like that scene bit. from Three Amigos, right? Yeah. And you're like, cold water. Fuck you, yeah. dick. That's a good line. You did that one before you shot him? <laughs> did you? Uh, so how about your spotter? Is it always the same guy? Is it like cops where you have like a... It typically is. Yeah? Yeah, because if you bond well with your spotter or your sniper, it's a good pair. You need to have that good camaraderie. You have to have that guy that you trust regardless because it's only him. It's only him. You don't. It's not like in a squad where you have eight, nine guys. Where, yeah, I may not like you over there, and I like the rest of you, and we've got each other's back. You and I ha- may have some beef, but, you know, you guys are going to have his back. You got, I'm going to have your back, and it all works well. When With a spotter and a sniper, it is just you two. Yeah, because Gabe and I did mescaline one time, and it was the same thing. It's just me and you. Just me and you. And I was going to say, I'd like to point out that the person he said he has beef with is the only black person in the room. Well, I was so. going to ask if it's because you're <laughs> black. Take the, take the <laughs> Hello. I had you. What? Well, it's you over there with the power and like the computer and board it. and stuff. It. It's not that you're black, it's that you got the power. Like, How does the guy become, like, okay, a lot of people want to become a sniper. Who the fuck wants to be a spotter? You know what I mean? Like a, They're like, interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Really? I've been on missions where my spotter was the sniper and I was the spotter. Really? Yeah. It's interchangeable. Do you feel like a real because fucking a spotter, bitch, though, when you're... No, like, when not you're, at really? all. Not you at should. all. Yeah. It, it is a very... Important relationship. It is. It's it is symbiotic. super important. Okay. It's like a pilot and a co-pilot. Just because you're a co-pilot doesn't mean you're a bitch. Okay. Yeah. Well, you have your response. Here's a different example. Okay, no, I I got you. I feel you like you can't, a real have, a, you, you beta can't male, have you can't yeah. have a bottom if you don't. If, you know, mm-hmm. you can't be a top if you don't That's have a right. bottom. That you can't true. be a bottom <laughs> if you don't have a top. It. How's that? I right. just can't imagine like a spotter as a bottom. That's not the dynamic. No, that's not how I intended it either, though. But like relationship dynamics, you can't have a bottom. You can't be a bottom without a top, and you can't be a top without a bottom. And then who has who has the final say? I'm guessing it's the shooter, but who has the final say when it's like, oh, I think, whatever, it's three clicks, and you're like, nah, it's two. No, 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 your spotter does the math. Okay. Spotter does the math? He does the math. You keep the target in mind. Yep. Is there a shot in your, uh, whatever, in your professional career that you say that's the best shot that I ever took? The dude with the Pepsi. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. But you missed the Pepsi. I missed the Pepsi, but I got the guy. (laughs) Okay. That was the important part. That is important. You're right. I was just mad that, like, he was being an asshole and, like, was getting ready to drink an ice-cold Pepsi, and I'm sitting here drinking piss-hot-ass uh, water out of nasty-ass camel. Can I ask a question before it gets too far away? What uh, does the spotter say to you? Like, how does he relate the information when he does the math? He, he tells you how to adjust your scope. He, are you in, like, headphones? No, nope. whispers. Just, so it's whispers, yeah. And then... The, oh. This isn't the movies. You, we're not. <laughs> I've never seen a sniper movie. The mo- we were wearing shooter? headphones. That's why the militaries are. The military is not that high speed. As much as like the movies and TV portray it to be, right. it is still very much yelling at your dude across the room, like "Yo, motherfucker!" Yeah, you know. I've only seen the There's, John Wayne one. I mean, uh, that's probably more accurate than like modern day movies. Yes. Wouldn't you say that sniper is probably the? Um, I don't know, like maybe the most old-fashioned military, uh, whatever. It is. Uh, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, so how do you get a job? How do you go select your position? Like all that stuff. Like is it selected for you? Like you, okay, you're going to kill some guys who are setting up mortar positions, whatever. How do you know where to go, where to set up, all that? They do that for you. Just the, all of yeah, it. Yeah, the S3. Okay. The S3 is like, well, this is where they're mortaring us from. We're going to set you up, you know, 800 yards in an elevated position from where they have, have shot at us the last five times. Like, this is the spot where we've been mortared the last five times. Right. They always roll up. They always unload. They shoot a bunch of rounds, and then they get in their trucks, and they drive off. We can never get a um, tackle response team out there fast enough with, uh, ARF, anything like that, or a response force. Um, 
fast enough to get them. So we're going to set your ass out there because they mortar us every other day, every couple days, whatever. Right. So we're just going to set your ass up there. You have rations. You've got, you know, you got water. Just sit your ass out there and, like, hopefully we catch them. Did you ever feel bad for the people almost, like, to where you see them setting up and, like, oh, you fucking idiots. Like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because, like I said earlier, like, if this was any country invading us, I'd be out there doing the same goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. how many people in this room would? I I would. I yeah. Think, I think I would. Uh, yeah. Maybe not full time, but you'd go out there, take a couple pot shots at someone every once in a while. You oh, yeah. You don't really have a choice. Just... No. This is our home. Like, yeah. And I get it. Like, As much as they, the Iraqi insurgency was a problem, I get where they were coming from. We were the aggressor. We invaded their country and stayed there. Why did we invade it, do you think? Because W had a small dick and was trying to finish off what daddy couldn't. Did you have that attitude when you were in it? I did. Okay. How- you, and I voted for W. How often was that, you know, I mean, did you... It wasn't talked about. Okay, it wasn't talked about. Really. No, nope. other than when they extended our deployment by another six months because, yeah. Then people, like, people started start to like, getting pissy, yeah. Okay. Well, we were a month away from going home. And then we were in the talk, watching the news. And from CNN, we learned that everybody in Iraq was getting extended three to six months. We could, didn't learn it from our chain of command. We didn't right. learn it from our superiors. Anything. We learned it from fucking CNN. What do you, you know, of uh, someone who's been there, what is the main thing? So obviously we're there. We fucked it up, all that stuff, or we made a big mess. Are there, is there a, a big, so, yeah, is there a big solution? You know, do you think we should pull out and just time is going to have to heal and, you know, well, give them money and let them, you know, all that stuff. Well, we have, we're out of Iraq other than, um, we have advisors, yeah, other advisors. than advisors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. My grandpa was advisor in Vietnam in 1963 before Vietnam was even a thing. So advisors. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, but no, other than advisors in Iraq, I honestly think they're doing okay for themselves. Like I was listening to, uh, can I say a radio station? Yeah. I was listening to NPR on my way in. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about Iraq and how they're starting to take down these blast walls in Baghdad. And, like, there's no Americans around. It's only Iraqis pulling security. And there's entrepreneurs. And they're doing really well. I think what we just need to do is just let things be inst- instead of being Team America World Police. Yeah. What... Um... I guess it just just to hit a little bit more of the military stuff before we get out of it. But oh, um, this, there was a story uh, that you had about um, summer chemical chemical suit chem, chemical warfare. Yes, we'll get into the chemical warfare. So yeah, this is this is Kuwait in August before we're going up north because you got to do a little bit of time in Kuwait before you go up north and whatever. So there was a chemical weapon, not attack, um, but a but a threat against our fob. So we had a Don Mop Level Five, which is full chemical suit, gloves, boots, and gas mask. So you got a bunch of guys, eighteen to twenty-two, bored out of their fucking minds in these suits, waiting for this thing to be over. Someone's like. I bet you I can go rub one out in the porter potty before passing out. You know what? I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. Five dudes took this bet, went to the porter potties. Four of them came out with heat stroke. <laughs> so you guys just masturbated in the middle of the desert. I was, I that was, a I was not privy to this party. <laughs> okay, another fucking I only, This guy is too funny. I only bore witness to this. So you watched you Five Guys Masturbate. Well, I wish I could have watched oh. Five Guys Masturbate, but they were in Porter Shitters. I just watched them, like, come out and, like, pass out. I'll, I'll say Who's this. I've name been, of that porn is I've been bored to death around four other 18 to 25-year-old dudes. <laughs> Never once thought about going and masturbating until we passed out. Have you been out. in the desert, though? <laughs> I guess that's, that's the... Well, if you saw a woman, you'd have to kill her. <laughs> we should... Um, we should talk about, because it is an interesting point, too, is that uh, you are a 
homosexual man. And I find offense to that. I am a gay man. Uh, okay. Homosexual is a medical term. It is? It is. It is so that is a I never list. know what's offensive anymore. Yeah, exactly. But were you gay? So because you were under Don't Ask, Don't Tell? Yes, sir. Yeah? And did you know you were gay then? Oh, totally. Or, okay. I, I mean, I know you. I guess I should say I know that. Were you out or you oh no, I, mean? I was super secret fucking closet, dude. Okay. What I was married and divorced twice before I was twenty one. Awesome. Really? Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> Jesus. What a dude. Super not straight. <laughs> <laughs> you, you proved it twice. I'm out. <laughs> I think getting a divorce proves that you're gay. Well, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> getting a divorce proves you are gay. Right. That's what I'm saying. No. Yeah. What, what, um, I don't know. Was that hard to be a gay guy in the military, especially in something like, uh, you know, where you're out isolated with a cute spotter and you're just alone together? You keep it professional. No. Oh, no. You can't do that. No, I'm just Unless joking, it's but... a Navy SEAL and then <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> no, I'm, okay. Well, did you just insult the SEALs? By calling them gay, even though you're gay. No, 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 no. No, he's saying he's attracted to seals. I am. Yeah. And most of them are big old bottoms. Navy seals. Navy seals. Big old bottoms? Big, big old bottoms. Really? So you want to say here <laughs> that Navy seals are big old bottoms? <laughs> oh. Did Chris kind of put that in the book? Yeah. Right? He would have been a big old bottom if he had met me. What was it like being God a damn. gay guy God in the damn. military in that era? I mean, was it like, did you get laid? All the time. All the time? All the time. Because, I mean, this is, uh, okay, what, we're not saying this era, but this is a time that, although, of course, in pop culture, it was absolutely fine. In the military, that's legs behind a bit. Or I would. A bit. Yeah. But then again, you always have the support um, staff, if you were. Okay. The sport jobs. Like, I wasn't, like, fucking other snipers. No. <laughs> you don't just mean you were raped. No. Okay, good. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I wasn't, like, out fucking other snipers. But, no, right. you'd have, like, your medics or your cooks and stuff like that. that you, you could kind of tell they were a little little faggy if you were. Yeah. Yeah. Then you drop a couple subtle hints and, like, wait a couple of days, drop another hint, and then... Yeah, you're in the guard. What's a subtle hint? Just as a guy who, uh, (laughs) you know, would like to know if I'm attractive to others. An eye and a smile. Eye and a smile? Yeah. Subtle shit. I see. Especially in a hyper masculine situation like that. Yeah. You just have that, like, that lingering. You drop your guard half a second, and that's all it really takes. And then you're in there for the kill. You're in. And then then all of a sudden, you guys just, like, you walk around and, like, hey, I'm going to go get my shoe. And then you're like, oh, let's. Let's go to the little Haji shop on post, you know? And you go to the Haji shop and you look at DVDs and cigarettes. So like a little Haji it. shop is a local... Leave light. your dick out a little longer when it's laying right, in the sand right. pissing. Ha, ha, ha. Maybe. But, no, no, no. You dig the trail over to his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and then you pee right in his butthole. <laughs> yep. And that's how gay babies are. You know, doing. subtle stuff that, like that, peeing yeah, in a guy's yeah. butthole that's, in the sand. That's not how gay stuff works. What? Told you, Gabe. I got to watch more videos. There's more videos right there. Thank so, you. so what's what's a Haji shop? <laughs> yeah, what's a Haji? So a Haji shop, um, it's usually a tent set up on on like we were on. I was always on small fobs, so it's this like army tent, and it's this local trader that comes in and sets up like bootleg DVDs and like Miami cigarettes for like six bucks a carton. That's pretty cheap, like six bucks a carton for a carton of smokes. Like, I don't give a shit where you're at in the world. Six bucks a carton, man. Not the best smokes, but hey. But they set up like bootleg DVDs. Like, you can buy an entire series. Like, I'm just going to go old school friends. Like, what did they run? Like, 10 seasons, right? I don't fucking know. Like, but like, you could buy 10 seasons of a TV show for like 30 bucks. Yeah, bootleg of shit. Don't ever run them in your computer. Because it'll fuck up your CD reader. But, yeah, you can go in there. You can buy, like, chocolates and, like, weird Iraqi pops. Uh And, like, just local shit. But, like, they sell it on base so you don't have to go out in the village because you're not allowed out in the city or the village or whatever because you're American and they all want to kill you. Yeah. 
But like this lo- little local hodge brings this stuff in and like sets up a market and you can go in buy DVDs and pop and whatever. And that's what gay guys in the military. Do? No, 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 no. That's <laughs> what all guys in the military do. <laughs> okay, all guys. Gay yeah, gay guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, fags or not. Okay. You just well, so you point you point at like hope floats and friends right. twice in the same. Oh, you're like, okay, goodness. I get it. That that's a subtle hint. I never thought of that. <clears throat> you're welcome. No, you're oh, like shit. Uh, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, I saw what you I think did that, there. No, that is. It's I, so. And you said you had sex in a guard tower. Is that the most exotic place you had? Sex that must the be military? the hottest sex. It, it like in a way because we could you're die just at like, any moment. Well, that and also just like well, this is so fucking wrong. Uh, <laughs> like no, we're gonna hottest, get in so much trouble. No, the hottest sex, the hottest gay sex I ever had while I was in the military was yes. on a Black Hawk on the flight line. Shit! What? what? Like while it's flying? No, no, no. Like oh. the flight line is. The helipad, if you will. Okay, like you're waiting to take off, or no, no, that's just like where they oh, okay. like, like uh, the parking lot for the helicopter. Oh, okay, in the hangar? No, no, oh, on no the heliopad. Fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, helipad. It's like where well, they're just all lined up. Flight line making us think that you. Well, that's the same the thing. Air. Like when they like no, no, the flight line. No, but you're making us think that you're making us think that gay sex uh, is hotter than it is. Oh, gay, gay, so right. gay sex is way hot. Like I don't. I imagine the line of helicopters flying into combat, and you're just fucking yeah. some guy. Yo, I did wish. his hand. Go- I wish that'd be way hot. Dude. How about this? What is the most unexpected <laughs> hand military scraper. sex you've ever had? Like, I mean, like Navy SEAL guy who walks in and goes, "Listen, gentlemen, everyone, get down to one knee," and then all of a sudden you walk by and you catch a glint. <laughs> I'll get down to two knees, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it that would have well, been that would have been on soldier. That would have been pretty hot. No, um, I was probably eighteen or nineteen. Pulling guard out, guard duty. Like this was before I, sniper school, ranger school, any of that shit. And like it's just me and this other fucking dude. And like we're sitting there in this tower, bored out of our minds. Like our legs start rubbing up against each other. I don't oh, mind. Yeah. He's not minding. Music, Kevin. Hands fucking like moving from one thigh to the other, and like shit just happened from there. Keep going, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, this you, is. I'll what let I... you fill in the rest. Hang on. So this one. So all of a sudden they go. Hey, soldier, you look like you could get a little wet. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there was more than one set of eyes looking over that 240. That's all I got to say. I have no idea eyes. what that means, but. You were butt fucking him while he was pointing a gun at someone? Okay. And a field, yeah. What? What? Yeah. So he's shooting at No, people? no, he's not shooting. Okay. He's not shooting. Because in the guard tower. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> in the guard tower, there is a machine gun mounted. Okay. Right. So he's bent over the side of the guard tower. And your butt fucking. Yeah. Does he have any sort of uh, gold bond powder or anything? That's a <laughs> desert. Yeah, really. Everyone uses was... gold. Everybody uses gold bond in the desert. So you I use it and I live in Minnesota. Right? And it's fucking like miserable here. Like nine months out of the year. That's got to be the least attractive thing. Like. Desert ass. Has <laughs> Why would you put so... powder on an already dry? Well, I guess it's got like state fair ass. Well, no, no, time, no, because but... like you got swamp ass, even though you ain't in the swamp because it's so it's fucking sweaty. hot. Yeah, you got swamp. To ass. me, swamp ass is just ass. Yeah. Well, that'd be good lube. It's just my ass. No, no, no. Back to the Navy <laughs> Seal though. <laughs> that dude used <laughs> fucking. And then I grabbed his dick and I started pulling on it like a <laughs> and I said like a locked door. I said, "How about I rack them balls?" Although the Navy Seal did use lube, uh, dip spit as lube. That's dirty. That's, That's some what dirty is that? raw That's shit, gross. right? It's dip spit. Oh, dip spit. That's gross. Copenhagen. Yes, I know. I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's shut yeah. the fuck up. Really? Yeah. You guys all are perverts. <laughs> like I said, Navy SEALs are big old bottoms and they like it to hurt. Really? How many Navy SEALs have you had sex with? One. <laughs> big old bottoms. All of them. All of them. <laughs> all of them. That's but that's the only one they Navy SEAL I ever met. On their assholes. Right. That's the only Navy SEAL I ever met. So for one for one, I think I'm bad in a thousand here, right? Okay, so hold the numbers on. mad up. Please play out my gay fantasy for me. Because, you know, I want the most unexpected. So you said there's a guy you're in the tower with. I mean, was he acting, like, gay at all? Or, no, or was this was just like, us hey, sitting on this know, bench together. No, this was eh? just us sitting on the bench, staring out the window, and, like, bored out of our minds. Sounds legs touched. Just yeah. so bored right now. <laughs> and, like, our legs touched, and it was like, no one re- re- pulled from that. Like, 
he didn't move his leg, I didn't move mine, and, like, he started, like, touch my leg, and I was like, what abs? What abs? What abs? It sounds like the start of a bad military porno. When you come, you say... It was a horrible military porno. I'm so bored. What abs? Well, we're both in fucking body armor trying to fucking get it off, and it's like, eh. And you can't, right? No. And what was Don't Ask No Tech? Just, like, that truly, they didn't want you... You to say I can't be open in the military, yep. and as you as my superior they cannot ask me if I suck dick. But right. you did. Yeah. How many times do you get laid in the military? More than I can count. How high can you count? <laughs> yeah. Nine. I mean, honestly. Nine. <laughs> honestly, did you fuck fifty guys in the military? No, probably not that high. Okay. You can't count to fifty. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it more guys killed or more guys fucked? Yeah. Yeah. Like a one Most for one, us? like yeah. a one for one. There's a little crossover there. <laughs> there is, well, I never fucked anybody that I killed, so that's a thing. Ah, then I that's was, how I introduced then I was the wrong. show. It turns out I was wrong. I just took a stab. Sorry. So did he? Hey, oh, hey. But um, I think of anything else like that. Do you ever fuck a chick in the are. military? Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. he wearing a mask of a guy? <laughs> Chicks are the ones without penises. Do you know that? <laughs> what? She was. Turns out. Look at. <laughs> you guys are fucking horrible. I felt yeah. like there was a story there. <laughs> there there was. And you fucking threw it, man. Oh, shit. What was it? Was she, like, you thought she was a guy? No, no, oh, no, okay. no. Like, okay. no. Okay. Um, not gonna you ever t- say that as a I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what year. But I was fucking Miss Indiana for like three years. You should brag about that. I should. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what you're Miss Indiana, but she was one of my ex-wives. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow, wow. Hmm. So I was trying to prove to everybody, maybe try and prove to myself that I was a heterosexual. Right. Man, I want to prove to myself I'm a heterosexual. Yeah. But yeah, no, I fucked Miss Indiana and was married to her for like three years. Straighter than me. <laughs> I never fucked this. How about that. how about between uh, four military stuff? What, what's the most scared you ever were in the military? When I stepped out of the helicopter, thinking I was like a foot off the ground, when in reality I was like fifteen feet off the ground. Ugh. Nothing to do with bullets. You thought you were one foot, fell fifteen feet. Mm-hmm. And this is for a live exercise? Like, I mean, were you This was in Iraq. No, this wasn't going into the field. This was coming back to the base. Huh. I, get the, I get the one second mark. I'm like, shit, yeah, one sec. What? Oh, nope. More like five seconds off the ground, you know? Like, right. Yeah. That is what scary. happened to you? Sketchy. I broke a fucking tooth. Yeah? That's your scariest moment <laughs> as a fucking sniper? Yeah. Jeez. Nothing to do with bullets. Nothing to do with bullets. Both just scary as shit, but that fear, like, you ever have that dream where you're falling, and then, like, you jerk yourself awake? Yeah, I do. All the time. I, actually, my wife constantly is annoyed because I jerk during <laughs> for real. Yeah. I mean, no, it, I do that, it, too. It, it's called sleeper baiting. No. No, no, oh. no. I mean, I actually, well, I do that, too, but <laughs> I, um... But you know what I'm talking about. You have that dream where you're where you're falling, yeah. and then like you have that sudden like jerk awake. Yeah. Just imagine that in real life, where you actually hit the fucking ground. Okay. How about that is scarier than getting shot at. How about for, P? I don't know. Like, so I always think of war as just such a. It's so ridiculous in a way. It is. It's so absurd, and 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 I'm sure I've talked about this before, but were there ever moments during it where? That dawns on you how ridiculous this is, or where someone says something funny, or where you, you I don't know, where you ever want to yell across the other guys, like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> you know, like, I, my biggest thing was, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. My, I don't want to play anymore. Like, Iraq was such bullshit. It was, it was like, uh, have you seen that picture of uh, Kim Jong un and President Trump with like their little tally whackers on the table in yeah. a dick measuring contest? Uh, no. No. Oh, but, like, there's memes out there and stuff with, like, okay. Trump and, like, Kim Jong-un, like, standing at the table with their little tallywhackers on it. Right. And, like, oh, like, oh, I'm half an inch. Oh, I'm, like, 
five eighths of an inch. You know? yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty that's much what is, yeah. that's what Iraq was. Yeah. Man. I mean, Iraq was literally nothing more than W trying to like finish seniors' war out. Yeah. Did you lo- so as a sniper? Are you at all insulated from losing? Um, you know, losing your friends, your mate, you know, like seeing it, it's more about me not dying and my friends not dying than it is the actual cause of the war itself. Right. That's what all wars are. Vietnam, Vietnam wasn't about fighting communism. It was about all these young men that were getting pulled into the military against their will, going to fight a power that, like I've said before, if any country invaded us, we would do the same thing. Yeah. We would do the same thing. We are Americans, all of us, whether you agree with it or not, a good chunk of us would try and repeal the oppressor. Yeah. Yeah. What is the closest sniper shot you ever made? What do you mean? I don't know. Is there ever, like, you ever take out a 38 snub nose and just stick it in my belly and pull the trigger? Sniper. We go, I'm a sniper. I'm still a sniper. <laughs> I shot a dude with an M9 once. An M9? What's that? Uh, 90, like a 9 millimeter. Yeah, 9 millimeter okay. uh, Beretta pistol. How far away was that? 10 feet. Pink mist? What? <laughs> How'd that happen? That was when I was light infantry. Jesus Christ. Like, did he fucking surprise you taking a piss or what? <laughs> like, how did someone get that close in a war? Did the big gun run out Clearing of Clearing a house. Clearing a house? Clearing a house, yeah. And how did you have to shoot that? Like, I, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sorry to ask, but, like, you know, do you kick through a door and all of a sudden he's there? And you, yeah, ah, pretty much. And you're like, fuck you. And you, like, pull three or four rounds off and, like, Did the you shoot dead. Jabby just like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he was doing a Jabby, like, pointing his finger at right, him. Like yeah, no, no, like, I wasn't even looking at him. It wasn't even gangster style. It was like, fuck! Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, was it... Oh, wow. Like, I mean, do you think, like, is that where people figured out you're gay? <laughs> no. I'm <laughs> <They're like, laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> what? I mean, was oh, he armed? It, yeah, he had an AK. Wow. You beat a dude with an AK. Yeah, with a pistol from like 10 feet away. Woo, I'm a badass. Well, when you, you put say it like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> you did win. I mean, yeah. that's... Yeah, that, you did win. You know, another way to look at it. I didn't lose. I didn't win, but I didn't lose. All right, that was part one of two of the Sniper episode. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Facebook at Profession Confession or on Twitter at Gabe Noah Podcast. Let us know what you think. Did you like it? Did you hate it? What do you wish we would have asked? We can. This is a guy that we can definitely call up and have him in for another one. I know he has a lot more to talk about as well. So, as always, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Peace.